Greetings, Nugent News Network on the air. Uh, today, Sunday, April 3rd. Been a few, couple weeks, I guess, actually. So, uh, hasn't been much in on my mind lately, or in my mind. So today I got the uh, Sunday Tribune, and the most remarkable thing was in Parade Magazine. Ask Marilyn by Marilyn Voss Savant, who is a genius. And I don't know if that's her real name, because Savant, of course, is French for uh, a very smart person. And she supposedly has, like, the highest IQ known to... I don't even know if she's still alive, you know. It could be like Ann Landers, where the daughter took it over, dear Abby, back in the day. But uh, it's a Q&A thing. So the question is, I realize gas stations, and this is from Matt Sorensen in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hello. I realize gas stations make only a couple of cents per gallon, but the price I pay at the pump is so painful, which is not a complete sentence, I say with my new, my uh, terrific writing hat on. My grandfather says it seemed just as bad when he was young. But how can that be? I read in 1950, the average price of gas was only 27 cents a gallon. In my reckoning, inflation doesn't account for it. Well, um, I remember that too. Um, I remember gas being a quarter uh, a gallon. Unfortunately, that was before I started buying gas because I couldn't drive and I didn't have any money anyway. So... By the time I think I started driving, in what, 70? Hey, you know, maybe the gas was still in that range. I'd have to do research, which I'm too lazy to do. But, you know, the big shock was in uh, 73 when the Arab-Israeli war happened. And the Saudis sort of out of spite started jacking up the price of gas because we had helped Israel. But anyway, here's what Marilyn has to say. Adjusted for inflation, the purchasing power of 27 cents in 1950 is $2.97 now. So we've had 1,000% inflation since 1950. And the biggest part of that happened in that same period when Nixon went off the gold standard. Uh... Vietnam War drove that inflation. Guns and butter drove that inflation and forced Nixon to go off the gold standard, which seemed like the end of the world, in a way, to people who were like old bugs and, you know, traditional uh, hard money folks. But in the end, it didn't really change that much. Interest rates went way up, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, after a period of stagflation in the 70s, Reagan came in and Volcker got the inflation down. And uh, it was a rough transition. And that's when I got out of college, by the way. But it was, you know, we made the transition. And now all these currencies trade against each other. So, uh, so. Back then, in today's money, gas cost three bucks a gallon. 
Now, if you go out on the street and shop around for gas in this town, you're going to probably pay four plus, I think for regular, and maybe five plus. And that's because of this Ukraine-Russia boycott, basically. Now, the left talks about price gouging, and, you know, when you get into an inflationary mode, people take advantage of it. They can finally command pricing power. So, yeah, there's that supply and demand and pricing psychology and everything else. It is viewed as evil on the left, but, you know, people haven't been able to increase their prices now for 15 years. So they're going to take that opportunity. And their costs are going up, so it's only logical. If you mark up on a percentage basis on your cost, then the bigger your cost is, the bigger your margin is. If you keep your margin at a flat amount, then, you know, your accountant's going to tell you your margins are suffering. So generally, people are going to price on margins. Now, what I don't understand is when the Fed raises its interest rates, that's considered bad for banks. But if they're doing a percentage markup instead of a just a, a, a you know, a, like a one-point percentage mark as opposed to saying, okay, the rate is 2% and we want to make 150% of that, I don't understand that. Nobody's ever been able to explain that to me. So if any of our listeners know, enlighten me. So anyway... Maryland goes on to say the average gas mileage. Oh, here's the big difference, she says. The average gas mileage for passenger cars in 1950 was 15 miles a gallon. It's 25 now. And of course, Biden has got these, uh, I forget what the acronym is. There's an acronym that begins with a C. CART, maybe? Uh, That is pushing that up to like 40 miles a gallon. And the electrics are coming on, so that will help. So if you're getting 10, her point is if you're getting 10 miles per gallon more to go the same distance, you don't need as much gas. So your total fuel cost is perhaps even with what it was in 50 because of better mileage, even though the price per gallon is higher. Uh, and she quotes a price of $5 a gallon to make that comparison. So really, even though gas was cheaper back in 1950 for Matt's grandfather, uh, it was even worse for him when you take into account uh, inflation and gas mileage. So, you know, I mean... The price of gas is a big political football. But this sheds a little objective light upon it. So so that's really the most remarkable thing I found in the paper today. But since I'm on, let me let me look back in the archives here before I send the paper tribune to its destiny. There were a couple of mildly... Well, there's one article here about Ukraine. The, you know, the Russian army's been notorious for not allowing its soldiers any autonomy. The U.S. military goes with a man on the ground 
you know, delegate decisions down to the lowest level. Evidently, and this is something I knew, the Russians don't. I mean, they're making these decisions out of Moscow, these tactical decisions in the field. So there's no theater commander in Ukraine. And that, according to this article from the New York Times, explains what, it's one of the reasons why Putin's war effort is failing. And I have to say, that seems clear at this point. I mean, unbelievably, it appears as if Russia will lose, which is, I can't, I don't know anybody who expected that on either side. So, <clears throat> I think Joe's going to come out smelling like a rose on that. And unless Putin does something really nuts, which I don't think he'll do, who knows? But, like, use nukes or chemical weapons or what have you, I don't. I don't anticipate that. Now, a couple other things about inflation here. The minimum wage, if it had gone up with inflation, or with Wall Street bonuses, actually. But you can, you can see, whatever the minimum wage was in 1950, it should be, if you indexed it to inflation, like 10 times that. Uh, and I, I don't really know what, I'd have to research that, too. Maybe it was 50 cents an hour back then? I don't know. Um, if you index it to a gallon of gas, like today, the minimum wage, depending on where you go, let's say it's a $15 minimum wage, which it is in some places, then that's three gallons of gas, right? So at best, the minimum wage back then, if it was 25 cents a gallon, is probably 75 cents an hour. And... If the inflation has taken that 25 cents up 10, 12 times, then the minimum wage would be 750. Hmm, it's about right. So maybe it has kept up with inflation over that period of time. There were raises that were not related to inflation, I think. I remember when I was working, it was like, when I was a young kid, I think it was a buck eighty-five. So you have to do the math there. But this article says the minimum wage would be sixty-one dollars and seventy-five cents an hour if it rose at the same pace of Wall Street bonuses, and obviously that's not going to happen. You know, who would hire somebody if they had to pay them sixty-one seventy-five an hour for a minimum wage job? Wouldn't happen. What would happen to inflation? Yeah, this article says this, uh, the federal minimum wage hasn't ra been raised since 2009. It was $7.25 back then, but the states were always higher. So the average Wall Street bonus was $257,000. In 85, it was $14,000, non-inflation adjusted. But, you know, the cost of living in New York has gone up extraordinarily. That, if you're in New York, that is not a lot of money. On top of your salary, I don't know what the salaries are. You know, I'm sure these guys make 200 at least. This is, a, this is one of those articles I hate because they're basically lying with statistics. 
sell, we'll move on from that. Inflation, here's another article. Inflation keeps rising, but your salary probably won't because wages are sticky. Employers aren't factoring constant inflation in like they did back in the 70s when every year we got a 10% raise, whether we were deserved it or not, you know, just to keep up with inflation. What else do we have? There was one section of the paper that had some mildly interesting things in it, but I can't find it, so I'll have to do it from memory. Uh, Steve Chapman said that Biden's on the right track in unleashing the fossil fuel genie from the uh, the bottle, as it were, out of the ground into the tanks of American cars.